welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode 255. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Prillman, and I am joined this evening, afternoon, morning drive to work, maybe, by one Samantha Har. That's me. So today, we're going to be talking about, we're going to be having a conversation, catching up with the Judge program. Coffee talk, a chit-chat. What this episode is going to be on is basically pandemic catch-up. What's been what's been going on with us personally, what's been going on with the podcast, what's been going on with the program, and then probably people are starting to come out of a pandemic coma, hopefully, in a few months. So we want to go ahead and start getting people prepped to start thinking about, you know, shaking the dust off, getting the rust out, or whatever analogy you like to use to mean getting current again. Yeah, so as people are starting to get vaccines, starting to get their second vax even, um, as we get past that, it's definitely a good time to start thinking about how to brush up and kind of get back up to up to par with your own expectations and see what you want to do once we start going from here, just looking towards the future. You'll notice last, last episode, so two weeks ago, we put out uh, 254 and... That had been the first episode in approximately eight months. The reason mostly was, I think everyone's morale kind of took a dive. Hmm? It's hard to be excited about events when there are no events. I know for me personally, uh, I've been working from home, and basically I am sitting in the same chair for 10 hours a day. I said this on Twitter. Sitting in the same same chair for 10 hours a day when I get off work, uh I was not super excited about continuing to sit in a chair and record, then edit. Uh, yeah, so enthusiasm kind of dipped. So over the over the pandemic time, I got hired to manage a game store here in Tampa like a, a little over a month before the pandemic struck. And we've been open throughout the whole pandemic, just in very limited capacity, so you know, just retail only. So it's been a year of just a really surreal game store experience, just nothing in there. So yeah, like very, very low motivation because everything has been so surreal. People would like order online and then just come in to pick up, right? For, oh, for... We've done a lot. Yeah, we did that for a while. We did curbside for a while. Um, And lately we've been open. You can come in just for retail only to drop off buys, that kind of thing. We don't let anybody hang out unless they're actively picking up, dropping off, that kind of thing. It it has led to several very entertaining Facebook posts where you are doing model photos for lizards. (laughs) Right? Okay, well, yeah, that's something I didn't expect when I moved to Florida because we don't have... We don't have lizards like that in Tennessee is that there are lizards everywhere here and they run into the store because I guess they want to be in the air conditioning and then they I have to catch them. So really, rather than running a game store, I have been the head clown of the lizard rodeo (laughs) and I (laughs) update on that regularly when I can because they're cute. They just they just can't live in the store and I wish they could. But now they got to (laughs) go. That's kind of what we've been doing. The podcast was, getting started back with the podcast was something that I was wanting to do, and it was just one of these things that it was easy, easy to put off, easy to put off, easy to put off, and then uh, two things happened. I was able to get my first shot of the vaccine, and that kind of started to encourage me that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and the second is 
I heard, and I'm not going to give specifics, but but someone messaged me and was like, hey, I just heard X at a conference. Is that true? And I was like, oh, no. I heard that. I, I think Billy Willie told me that you started up JudgeCast again because you were salty at some misinformation. Yeah. <laughs> that was, like, it was quite, quite literally that night like i'd been kind of dragging my feet and stuff like that and then i just got mad at some information that went unchallenged in a conference and yep here here. such a florida judge (laughs) here it is we would probably be in the same place just maybe like a month or two later but you know we're back so sama what have you been doing over the last 15 months or so to stay current to stay current oh my goodness um well, if I'm being honest, the answer is kind of nothing. <laughs> Honestly, a little bit of nothing. I've really I've just been trying to survive it and do what I can to get through. You know, it's been it's been a challenging it's been a challenging pandemic era. Um, but you know, now that we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, or hoping to, I you know, I'm excited to jump back in and brush up and try to be an even better judge than I was before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bluntly, after we stopped uh, recording the podcast in June, I kind of stopped paying attention. Yeah. When there are no events and yeah, it's kind of hard to mentor people online because, quite frankly, if there there was a little bit of reluctance. Like, I was always scared to talk to somebody and like, oh, you know. You know, what makes you think you want to be a judge? And then you'd hear, well, I run FNM at my store every week. And I really didn't want to hear that. Like, I, w- I was scared that was going to be an answer uh, during this. So I didn't want to start that conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, ugh, that does not show a, a high level of sense right now. So, oof. So that is what what we were doing to stay current. We We weren't. And there is absolutely no shame in that. So to be to be fair, I think one of the things I was kind of worried about is that, you know, I, I didn't know how long the pandemic would go on, of course, and I didn't want to start learning things at the beginning of the pandemic that might end up changing by the end of it, because once I learn something incorrectly, it will stick with me forever. <laughs> and, you know, I, I don't want to be just learning new information that could also become outdated before it even becomes useful, so. You say that, but there's been a lot of talk not not recently but in the before times where people would talk about l3s being out of date and a lot of it comes down to is you've got six years of missed trigger variations rattling around in your brain the old versions don't disappear because the new version comes out yeah that's hard yeah the brain's version control is really awful I mean, back in the day, didn't y'all just disqualify everyone for everything? What didn't that used to be? I mean, that the... was basically, you know, like questioning us, back talking, uh, knowing the rules better than us. We just DQ'd every single one of them. I think it's time to bring that back. You know, that could make a comeback. It could be back in style. That would be pretty awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> what we're going to start doing is is we're going to start talking about what, what needs to be done to get yourself current, because in a lot of ways, we're doing the same thing at the same time. We're in this together, yeah. friends. Yeah. So let's let's talk about what's been going on with the program because just because we haven't been paying attention doesn't mean that things haven't been happening. Is there anything specifically on the list that you want to knock out first? 
Let's see. So it seems that Judge Academy has updated the steps to becoming an L2 and an L3. Um, and I saw in the update that just came out today, which we're recording this May 4th, um, that there are going to be additional changes to the L3 process that they're working on. So that might be worth keeping an eye on. Basically, what they did was they made little check checkpoints, uh, essentially badges on the, on the process to becoming L3 that included being able to lead sides and being able to team lead, uh, that that kind of thing as kind of stepping stones. So it's not quite so monolithic as it once was. They're adding a few additional modules. They also revised L2. Those changes themselves could be an entire episode. However, they're on the, the Judge Academy blog. Most of the changes that we're going to talk about are actually from Judge Academy because Judges themselves, aside from conferences here and there, haven't been doing a whole, whole lot. Yeah, I feel like most sort of individual projects have sort of been put on hold or kind of slowing or had slowed down during the, the pandemic times. Yep. So I will proudly say that I found the will to keep the annotated IPG current, but that's only because there have been very few updates to the actual IPG. <laughs> it hasn't been hard. We'll take, you know, we'll take any kind of work where we can get it. Now, one thing about Judge Academy is they did not, if if you remember from a timing perspective, Judge Academy started in October of 2019, and then everything shut down in that March, timing. March of 2020. The timing. All right. The timing was really bad. And so they announced for, in, a, in about October of 2020, so... All those people that signed up and paid in October of 2019, they were coming up on a on a renewal in October of 2020. So just prior to that, they announced that Judge Academy isn't going to charge membership for 2021 unless you join in 2021. I think that's such a great move for them to do because, you know, I, I think it makes it more financially accessible when so many people have been in pretty dire straits financially this year so i thought that yeah. was pretty generous yeah they're they're also they were also not mailing the membership mailing for foils which as someone that used to run the exemplar program i will tell you that the cost of international shipping direct to people is absurd like it is pretty substantial there's there's a reason why and Sammy, you might not remember this, but Wizards used to mail player rewards. Like if you got certain, you know, certain wins and certain points playing in FNM and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that was before my time. I think they shut that down like around the time I started learning what magic was. Yeah. And one and one of the reasons one of the reasons was it was absurdly expensive. Also, it generated a lot of complaints because when you're shipping out to tens of thousands of people, a 1% failure rate is still a lot. That that adds up and at scale, yeah. yeah. And when you're shipping internationally, the failure is probably a lot higher than 1%. I wonder how many Somalian pirates have judge foils. <laughs> a non-zero number. But probably. there are still promos. Just the only way you can get them is through conferences. So uh, Judge Academy is still supporting conferences. All online still, right? All online conferences. Yes. And yes. that's really cool. Right. And there have been there have been some very, very large ones. There have been some some very small ones. They kind of run the run the gambit in terms of quality, much like, you know, all things. However, that's true of in-person conferences, too. Yeah. 
We'll talk a little bit more about conferences in general in just a moment, but some of the other things to catch up on, uh, Judge Academy has put out shirts. New shirts? that they, They're they pretty stylish. I love the design of them. Um, new shirts and new name badges. Yep. Let's, let's just talk briefly about the shirts and then uh, the name badges. There are two or three variations of the shirt. There is a blue button-down shirt kind of similar to I don't know in color do you remember the the RC shirts I do remember okay. the RC shirts so it's it's they're R- a little darker than that right they are they're they're actually in in a color similar to the Star City Games shirts staff shirts yeah I right can that see blue that. they are long sleeve button-down shirts one of the interesting things about that is when the program coordinators when we were trying to figure out uh, a shirt solution. One of the bits of feedback that we overheard from Channel Fireball was that black shirts were actually, while they look slick and they look professional, they also make judges kind of invisible in a sea of players. And, you know, from a customer service perspective, part of me feels like that's a good thing. We shouldn't just be all up in everyone's business visually. But on the other hand, if someone needs a judge, Probably ought to be able to find a judge. Also, it gave the illusion that we weren't there. Like, that's that's actually kind of an an interesting thing at the large events. Like, you kind of want to be invisible, but at the same time... I've certainly been at events where I wanted to be invisible. (laughs) (laughs) One of my... So, one of my favorite parts of these new shirts is that the, the burgundy is actually burgundy and not, like, fire engine red. I think, which is not to, uh, trust me, I love Fire Engine Red. It's just, I just think it's a really refined look for the shirt. I think it's nice. If anyone knows why Fire Engines are red, uh, please tweet at us at JudgeCast. Uh, There's also a polo shirt, which is gray with some blue highlights. I really like the style of this one. Now, where would you wear the polo versus the long sleeve? Um... Okay. Is the polo strictly casual? <laughs> you know, it's for the casual judging. No. So this is one of the interesting things that kind of comes up about when and where and how to wear shirts. We want to have a judge shirt because having a judge shirt is is really like a, a strong unifying, I'm not really sure what the what the term I want to use is, but just having like a uniform appearance for judges is, is a real unifying uh, force. Yeah, I agree. That's, you know, there there are a lot of things you and I disagree on, but that's that's one thing that I think you and I are right. exact same opinion on is that I we I think we both like everybody looking uniform. No nonsense, no craziness, just We want our uniforms to be uniform? Right. I it's part of the team. Builds team spirit to be part of something, you yep. know, visually. The the polo is is a very similar cut uh, possibly not colors, but a, a very similar cut to a lot of the regional polos that were going around for the last five, six years. Generally speaking, in I, I would say that the polo is a perfectly acceptable thing to wear all the way up to like large, whatever replaces a PTQ, like the large 200, 300 person events. It's short sleeve, which is great if you work in Florida. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, uh, TOs really can't tell you what to wear. So if you want to come in with, like, a big giant 
ten gallon cowboy hat and your Judge Academy leather boots okay. and a and a big old belt buckle. Perlman, listen. What? As as a to. Yeah. Don't t- don't tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell them we can't tell them what to wear. Let let me have that. Let let us keep that illusion. All right. Going. <laughs> so, but at the same time. You want to look professional, like you don't want to roll in with Pokemon slip. Well, you might want to roll in with Pokemon slippers, but don't, okay? I would struggle to justify hiring you a second time. Not saying I wouldn't. It right. would just be a struggle in my heart to justify. They also have a Judge Academy hat and a Judge Academy jacket, and they all have the Judge Academy, like, honeycomb brainiac symbol, hive mind hexagonal WandaVision hex thing going on. I was just going to let you keep going with that. Yeah, I, I, don't, I was I, waiting to see where that was going. I don't I don't know. I don't think you knew. I didn't know. I just started... <laughs> I kind of think the logo is maybe, maybe a little boring, but oh well. It's not exciting in the wrong way, though. At least, you know, it... I would I would hate it if our, if our Judge Polos had a provocative logo on them. It's never too late for Comic Sans. Oh, I hate you. Okay, so now the badges. There are badges that can be ordered from the Judge Academy or through uh, MTG Pro Shop. Yeah, and they're, they depart a little bit from what we've seen in badges before. So we have a couple of bits of new information here. We have the Judge Academy logo, which is kind of cool. Um, we have the name, of course. We are including pronouns now, which is really neat. Um, you can have those displayed. And I believe you can choose not to if you aren't comfortable with that. Um make sure everybody stays safe and can display the information they want to display. Um, And additionally, we're now doing language notifiers, but rather than the flags, we're just doing a little three-digit, or three-digit, three-letter code for the languages so we don't have to have the flags anymore. The badge looks weird. It's a little odd. It's it's a little, it's a little, it's a little thick. Um... (laughs) With two C's. Thick. Yes, it's a little, it's a thick. little thick. Um, now, one of the reasons that the language is on there, and this is not going to be relevant for the vast, vast majority of our listeners, but at these large uh, Magic Fest size events, you have people coming from different countries, and you might get a judge call, and someone starts speaking Japanese at you, and. You, you don't speak Japanese or maybe they, they speak a, a little bit of English, like enough to enough to start explaining. But you're having a hard time understanding them with the amount of English that they know. And you need to go find someone who speaks Japanese. Having that language indicator on your badge is super helpful for finding a judge who can speak Japanese. There were two problems with uh, with the flag concept. One is. You don't necessarily know what the Japanese flag looks like. It also, yeah, takes up a lot of space. So if you speak a whole bunch of languages, well, you've just you've just got the one space for the one flag, or at least that's how it used to be. Right. And, and there's like a gajillion flags that are all three different colored stripes. It's like three stripes of different colors. And the order matters. And well, I, I don't know. I'm American. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, we're far too American to be good at this right. game. Right. Uh, the other thing is you start running into you know, flags are geopolitical organizations and sometimes... Sometimes countries invade countries Yes, so with the, their language. The example is 
if you speak Russian, but you're from Ukraine, you might not want a Russian flag on your badge. Understandable. Right. Side note. Yes. When I was in Mexico City, I was so bad at Spanish that when I announced the round time in Spanish successfully, the local players clapped for me. (laughs) That's how bad I was at Spanish. So, yeah, it's important to know where to find people that speak the language you need spoken. (laughs) Definitely, um, you want to be able to uh, find someone at the larger events, at the smaller events. It's probably a good bet that everyone there is speaking the same language and the staff is small enough that you already know everybody. And if someone has a special language skill, you're aware of it. And yeah, if you if you live in a particularly multilingual place, maybe do give that a consider a consideration before starting the event, just in case. Next up is in in catching up what's going on with with Judge Academy. Uh, there's a tournament coming up. Yeah, so I just saw that, that again on the announcements today. It looks like there's a it's a free tournament sponsored by Facebook. I think they said that's pretty cool. Okay, what's uh when is it? What are the details? Yeah, so it looks like there's going to be a $1,000 prize pool. Looks like it's going to be standard format, best of three, single elimination, prizes to top eight. Um, Must have a Magic Arena account and a standard deck. So get in contact with them about that, about signing up. It looks like there are two of these events going on. One on May 29th at 9 a.m., PDT, which I assume is Pacific time? Yeah, that's Pacific time. And one on June 12th at 6 a.m., Pacific time. Yeah, this is super neat. And I think having a free standard tournament is a good opportunity for people to have a a free standard event to try out standard cards and remind yourself what's in standard right now, because we could all brush up on that, you know, going into new events. And speaking of going into new events, uh, in April, so just last month, Wizards of the Coast lifted their suspension on organized play in Japan and is scheduled to lift their suspension in Africa. That's pretty big news. Sounds like cases are going down. It's getting safer, I hope. Which which means uh, getting in this tournament. Oh, which which both of them capped at 250, 256 players. Yes, so do sign up quickly because I, I think spots are filling up, they said. So right. jump on that if you're interested. But playing is a great way to remain current or start yes. getting or reacquainting yourself with the cards. Um, I know we when we had the Strixhaven pre-release episode, we talked about modal double-face cards that we're going to have to do an episode. That is something that is new since the last time we recorded, and so we're probably going to be doing an episode. Probably next episode is going to be all, everything you ever wanted to know about modal double-face cards, but we're afraid to ask. There are a lot of things I want to know about those cards, so yeah, excited to excited to dive into that. Let's let's talk a little bit about, so that's kind of what's been going on in the program. Conferences have still been going on. They are announced through Judge Academy. Uh, so that's, that's how they get scheduled. And you really want to set your notifications up to notify you of conferences. Because one thing I've noticed is, with a few exceptions, with a few notable exceptions, uh, like the, the, the pastime conferences communication of when a conference is has been kind of lacking i'm glad you said that because yeah i feel like i i keep thinking man i sure want to attend one of these and then i just never have any idea when they're going on and probably i'm just a space cadet and not noticing when it's happening but yeah i'll keep an eye out for that because you can you can go into judge academy and 
set your email settings to tell you when an event is created of certain types in your region or globally. Uh, it's a very good thing if you have a Judge Academy account, which you know if you if you're listening to us, you probably do. But probably go and do. check go and check your settings. Also, go and check what information you allow others to see. So specifically, their search functionality in Judge Academy for privacy reasons is pretty awful. And it's not Uh-oh. it's yeah, it's not awful because the functionality isn't there. It's awful because so many people have so much information hidden. Like the default is don't show anything. I didn't even realize this, but like two weeks ago, I went in to do some searching to figure out who some people were. Nothing was coming up. I searched for myself, and I didn't even come up. Well, maybe they didn't want to be found by you, Brian. Well, sure. Maybe you didn't want to be found by you, Brian. <laughs> maybe, but at the same time, if I want to, re- if I want to find out who you are, if I want to reach out to you and contact you about maybe a seminar that you're doing or a conference that you're running, or find me for an event, like if you're applying for an event or I'm trying to find L2s in Florida because I'm staffing a PTQ, and I do a search, and the name is private, private, and the you know the state is null, and the level is blank. I what am I supposed to do with that? I can't I can't find anybody to reach out to. If there's a, a an L zero who's looking for a mentor, and they they ask a generic, you know, does anybody know a, a, a judge in Louisiana? There are no judges, according to Judge Academy. There's no judges in Louisiana. I know there's some out there, but the there search has doesn't to be re- at least one. But the search doesn't return any results because they don't have their privacy settings set up. Yeah, of course we all want to be careful of privacy and information. But yeah, if you want to be found for judge things, make yourself findable for judge things. Right. Uh, you don't have to make your email available, but your name, your level, your state is probably all reasonable stuff. So, and I, and I do understand that there are concerns, but at the same time, we, we need to be able to find you. So, check your settings so that you'll get communications. So, let's let's talk about just playing, playing catch-up in general. Like, what are some things that you can do? All right, so how to start playing catch-up. Um, one of my personal favorite resources is Cranial Insertion. I know there's a couple of really great judges that have been keeping up with that, I think, through the whole pandemic, which is impressive. Kudos to them. So what I love about cranial insertion is it poses really good questions. And if you make an account, I think it is, you can hide the answers. So that way you can keep yourself accountable and write down your answers or try to really think it through first and then compare your answer to see if you fell short. So, or if you got it right. And I think that's a really fun fun way to stay fresh on things. It is. It, it definitely is. And, and looking at it, yeah, it's every week. Every week they post a bunch of questions. In a, in a similar vein, there is a website called rulesguru.net. You know, shows you cards and then asks, asks a question. And then you figure out the answer. And then you click show answer. And then you can just cycle through question. And there's lots of different questions. So instead of where cranial insertion is every monday they present was it like seven to twelve questions Mm -hmm. and uh, and you you work through them on a on a weekly basis uh rules guru just has a list of you know three thousand and you can just give me a random one give me a random and you can just sit there and grind grind them out there's also uh, a website that i really like called vincersjournal.com yeah this one i'm not familiar with what is vincersjournal 
It is, and I don't necessarily know who maintains... Oh, well, when I click on the About, uh, it tells me. Um, it's Andrew uh, Villarubia. I, I hope I'm pronouncing oh, yeah. that. Uh, an L2 judge. Oh, from this region. What it does is it contains diffs of the comprehensive rules, the infraction procedure guide, and the magic tournament rules. So you can, in a very easy way, go, all right, I studied up on the infraction procedure guide. I remember it from, from eight months ago. What's different? And then what it does is each update, you it calls out what's different between the this version and the last version. Oh, that's so useful. I love that. Right. It's it's super helpful when I'm doing the annotated IPG and I want to see where I need to go make updates. It's also really cool for like for the comprehensive rules. I'll give you an example for uh uh Kaldheim and Strixhaven. So it'll it'll list the rule and it'll say this is what the rule used to say and this is what the the rule says now. You know, one rule says some effects bring cards from outside the game. Those cards remain in the game until it ends. And then they clarified it to until the game ends or their owner leaves the game, whichever comes first. Which, for the most part, you and I would look at that and say, like, well, yeah, when a player leaves, he gets to take his cards and, and go home. But that wasn't actually in the rules. It's so funny, I think, certain things that we all just assume to be true that may not actually exist in the rules like that. Because, I mean... Right, and there's something you could just hit them and make them stay. And one of don't. one of the other cool things is in the Strixhaven episode, we were talking about two cards in particular. Where we were saying that these are probably going to require rules changes. Turns out, uh, you can look at the diffs and be like, ah, there's the rules change that they had to make to support that wacky card. Ta-da! That is a a wonderful wonderful site for taking what you used to know and just seeing how now is different. Toby has said publicly that it's been very deliberate that they haven't been changing the IPG. Another resource that you're going to you're going to laugh, but it's IRC. Uh there is a there is a portal, a client on chat.magicjudges.org/mtgrules. And we'll have all these links in the show notes. So Brian had to remind me what IRC was because IRC was a little before my time and I just assume everything on IRC is the dark web. So if you want to go to the dark web to learn about magic rules. <laughs> yes, the, the dark web. The, the IRC, dark web. Also known as the cockatrice rules engine. Um, <laughs> it is a channel. There's a, you know, 40-ish people in there at any time. You go in there, ask a question, you get an answer. There's no must, no fuss, no chit-chat discussion where it's like, I want to talk about this fictitious card. Nope, none of that. Just ask your question, get an answer, maybe ask clarifying, get in and get out. No one's um, going to make fun of you. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Some other great resources for learning. <clears throat> maybe, perhaps, some judging-related podcasts. I bet there's at least one of those. There probably is at least one. Uh, the name escapes me. Oh! That's, you know... So there is one of the other things that 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 prompted the 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 Judgecast revival. There is actually another podcast with Judgecast in its name. Oh my gosh, I saw that the other day. We're going to have to fight like in the no, streets no. snapping like the no. jets and the sharks. No, no, no. No, 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 because do you know do you know who the podcast is? No, who are they? It's for like UFC judges. Oh, we're going to get killed. It's for mixed <laughs> Yeah, it's for mixed martial arts. 
no, 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 we're not going <laughs> to. We're going to get shoved in a locker. <laughs> I take it back. No street fight. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's the MMA judge cast is what it is. So it's, mm, yep, uh, hosted by an officially licensed MMA judge by the state's boxing commission. So we're not going to start that fight. I bet our shirts look cooler than theirs. Uh, possibly, but they might look better in them. Well, so funny you yeah. should say that. <laughs> Why is that? So one of the one of the things we were talking about earlier about kind of playing catch up is funny enough, a lot of us are actually worried not as much as we thought about the rules and policy, but about keeping up at these large events or at any events. You know, just being on our <laughs> feet all day. It's been a while. You know, I'm. I've been doing a lot of sitting this past year, and I know I've been huffing and puffing, so... Yeah. You know, everybody's physical capabilities differ, but, you know, do what you can to to start getting back into whatever shape you're comfortable with, because it's, you know, those are some long, hard days. I took my dog to the vet, like, a month ago, and my vet kind of shamed me for my dog putting on some, putting on some pounds, so, uh... So old Scout and I are two miles a day getting out there, walking, trying to make it so my vet doesn't, you know, fat shame my dog. Tell your vet that that is rude. And it's Scout is so cute. Scout's not chubby. Scout is cute. Um, You haven't you haven't seen Scout in a while. Scout, there there was. I thought it was fluff. Mm. (laughs) No, no, it's it's not. So, oh, Scout, so Scout's out beating the pavement with me every every night. You need to get her little like leg warmers and like headbands, like '80s style. To get her some jazzercise videos. Is it bad that I'm, I've got that in my mind now? And I'm I'm just like no. So you you say that, but my daughter Lauren, when Scout was maybe a year old, actually did buy little pink leg warmers or cuffs to go on her legs. That's because Lauren is cool and knows yeah. what's up. Scout is is so fluffy that the little leg warmers <laughs> just like I don't know. It looked like an Oscar Gamble baseball card from the seventies. The one person that got that reference thinks it's hilarious. Yeah, I was gonna say, all right, well, we'll take your word for it, Pro. Okay, um, but yeah, phys- physicality. There is a thing now for for those of you that that judge at F and M where you play at the same time. It might not be a big deal. But for the large events, like the 200-person events or the Magic Fest events where you're on your feet for 8 to 14 hours, yeah, that's going to be a thing. Like, just sometimes just the walk to from your car to the convention hall is more than you might be walking right now in a day. That's so true, yeah. Uh, there are a lot of places where that's true. And, yeah, just get ready for it. It's, you know... Got to get back into into some sort of judging shape, but we all got to do it together. We're all in this together, friends. No shame, no worries. For Magic Fest, it wasn't uncommon to have eight miles on your step tracker app or whatever. Oh yeah, our our pedometers used to just be hilarious. They just used to be absurd because all the running around all day. I had to go buy special Crocs because my feet hurt so bad. Crocs very wear, stylish crocs to wear at events yes they were specifically like the professional judge crocs? approved yeah they were like <laughs> they were like fl- like totally black flats not like the regular crocs no like stuff on them just but yeah crocs make some really good judge shoes for for women um 
anybody that wears women's shoes. Yeah, and I, I love them. I cannot recommend them highly enough. So, yeah, looking forward to some long, hard days, but it's going to be great. Making, making a face at the Crocs. It's fine if they're comfortable. Fine. I know. It, I didn't believe it either. It. I forgot. Who, somebody convinced me to try them, and I was like, "All right, you right. So you right. When you're right, you're right." So I believe it was one Mr. Matt Williams who, at an event, wore. I I, I refer to them as those creepy toe shoes. Oh my god! It's so funny you say that. I literally just made him throw them those away. I think we went. We like went and purged his closet after our move, and <laughs> yeah. I, we were like yes or knowing things, and he was like, "I know what you're gonna say," and I'm like, "No, absolutely not." Out they go, not a chance. I, I hope that I don't have to explain what I mean by those creepy toe shoes. They're so ugly, but they're, I'm sure they're comfortable. But they just, ugh. They're like shoes that are also gloves with like little individual toe pockets for all of your toes. I guess it's for like rock climbers or something. Or people that want to run barefoot but don't want to, like, tear their feet up. Okay, so for a little bit of context, though, I my major in undergrad was fashion design. So that's why I have a lot of fashion opinions. Um, Prilliman is just a hater. <laughs> You're just being a hater. <laughs> Am I, I was describing what they were used for, like rock climbing, running, and... Wearing them out and about on the street when you go to the Piggly Wiggly to get a gallon of milk, they're just the creepy toe shoes. They are. They're creepy. I don't love them. There we go. They're not. They don't do a thing for me. So, but... it's, so wait, wait. What you're saying is, is you went to school to be able to form opinions on fashion that I just have naturally. I have expert opinions. Oh, f- fair enough. I paid a lot of money for these expert opinions, and I'm ready to use them anytime. I'll, I'll, defer, I'll defer to the expert on the on the topic of creepy toe shoes. Speaking of creepy toe shoes, actually, I can't make that sense. I was going to say, just, where on earth is this going? Yeah, absolutely nowhere. <laughs> Another resource that I'm going to plug uh, is called the Annotated IPG. Uh, it's the Infraction Procedure Guide, but every sentence in the document is broken down with like a paragraph explanation of what that sentence means. Uh, it is current. The annotated MTR was maintained by another group. I have taken it and I'm slowly working on updating it, but it's not there yet. But the annotated IPG is current. You can go there and you can read and you can study up. Probably now these are all. Uh, I'm, go- I'm I want to say I don't want to say passive, but uh, Sam and I were talking about the difference between pushing and pulling of information. Yes, this is a very important topic. Um especially as it relates to both finding and being a mentor. Yeah. And what what we mean by pushing and pulling information is so I'll come up to Sama and say, "Hey, I'm having a hard time understanding the timing between triggers that when this goes to the graveyard and when this goes to the graveyard from anywhere." The rules seem to call out as a difference. I can't quite figure out. I know that there's there's timing. I don't get that. Can you explain that to me? That is an example of what I would call a pull. I'm I'm going to Sama with very specific information, and I'm asking. I'm, I'm basically trying to pull that information out of her, okay, so that I can now have it. Okay. That is a a good and proactive approach. Um, and so pushing information is. The other side where you, I feel like we see this when people 
kind of hope someone else will be a drill sergeant to them and just tell them what they need to know. You, you as a judge need to be proactive in identifying where you're falling short and being specific in how you want to address that when you're looking for someone to help you. Right. So to, to further give that analogy, like if Sama was, if I go like, Hey Sama, uh, will you be my mentor? And Sama goes, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Sure thing, buddy. And then I go, cool. And then I just wait for Sama to, to push information onto me, you know, just like mentor me, Sama. And then if Sama gets busy or doesn't interact or, or, and I was just like, oh, she was, she's a bad mentor. Yeah, when you're not specific enough, if you, if the person you want help from is falling short, be sure that you have actually done work to help them help you. I feel like, and and I feel like, be sure to recognize that not everybody is going to be good at mentoring for everything. So, you know, I I could probably be a really good mentor at, you know, running events, running side events. I, God, I miss running side events. I used to be very good at that, but if you want somebody who's a super good rules expert, I would not be the best mentor for that. So, and that's okay. You know, everybody right. has strengths, weaknesses, superpowers, not so superpowers. So find somebody who is available and appropriate to help you with whatever you need help with and make sure you are clear in what it is you are seeking from them so that they can appropriately help you. From a mentor standpoint, the push relationship is very very time consuming and quite frankly it's exhausting like to explore all the corners and avenues where you might you might not know something where i have to uh where the mentor has to kind of poke at every little corner at least a little bit to to find out where you are on on that is pretty pretty rough but if you come and say hey i don't understand how come bribery is sometimes a match loss and sometimes a DQ, what's the line? How do I figure that out? Then, oh, strap in. We're going to have some discussions. Okay. Because you, philosophical. Right. You, you came to me and we're going we're gonna to root around and we're going to explore that entire area. Uh, but if you just come up and say, hey, I need help learning the IPG. Okay, cool. Where do you need help with? And you go, oh, well, just everything. Ugh. Right. I mean, because that's overwhelming to hear. If you told me you were just not good at the whole IPG, all I would really know to tell you is to go read it. Right. And that that sounds dismissive, and I, I wouldn't want to be dismissive to someone genuinely seeking help. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel like now is a really good time, as we're all at the same time sort of brushing off the rust, to both find a mentor and be a mentor, to hook up with people that, you know, communicate with people that you're interested in getting involved with and, and learning about judging it, you know, sort of at the same time. Let's all get back in this together and help each other because we're all doing this, you know, sort of consecutively. One of the best ways to learn a topic is to teach it to someone else. That is so true. I know right. they get settled on that, but that really, really is true in, in judging, I have found. It is. And from a from a JudgeCast host perspective, um, CJ, uh, CJ has said it, Jess has said it, uh, Brogan has said it. I've said it. Just preparing for these episodes when it comes down to, you know, okay, we're going to do an episode on replacement effects. Well, guess what we're we're 
brushing up on and guess what every rule that we're going over and trying to figure out okay this rule is we is worded really weird there's got to be a reason for it let's go figure out what that is because if we don't someone's going to call us out on it so and, and there's always that, a reason yeah something i realized early on in my judging career is anytime i'm like why is this worded this way why not just do this instead the answer would always be like oh well we tried that in 1997 and a gp burnt down like you know what i mean there's there's always some reason Right. There, there is, when you say that, like the iconic thing is, well, why don't we just use chess clocks and then oh, we don't have to worry please. about stalling or, or slow play? Can you imagine? And there have been actual good faith articles written on why that is a god awful idea. It sounds so good in theory, you know, really on on paper it sounds so good, but if you really like sit there and daydream up the logistics of that, like... Oh my lord. Please. I mean, let's 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 just start with okay, we have a GP. There are 2000 players pre-registered. How many chess how many chess clocks do you have to put out at all the tables? A thousand? What percentage of them are going to break? What percentage use batteries? What percentage do you have to re- replace those batteries? What percentage do players steal the chess no, clock? Then what happens if there's a judge call and someone forgets to stop the 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 clock? You know, in, in in that regard, and then you suddenly got to start dealing with the mechanics of the thing. So, meh. That is too much. Yeah, so, but but theory, yeah, to, too to much in point. reality. But to to your point, you just about everything. Now that doesn't mean that we can't revisit and look at like things that we previously said no to. But a lot of a lot of times, the reason the reason is still valid. And at least there's, you know, a lot of times, not only is the reason still valid, and sometimes there's a really good story behind it. So don't be afraid to ask. I think we're coming up. This episode's a little bit shorter than than we're used to. It's it's a lot more casual. But just to sum up, what we've been doing during the pandemic to keep current, not a lot. Uh, nor is there an expectation for you to have been keeping current. If you have been, great, awesome. However, I think there is we should we should caveat. There's an expectation when when events start coming back up, people are going to be rusty. Players are going to be rusty. Judges are going to be rusty. Be kind with that. Like, every, players are going to have trouble. Judges are going to have trouble. No one's going to expect everyone to be a hundred percent perfect right when we come back. Right. But, be cool about it. We're all yeah. in this together. It's been a it's been a rough year. Yep. For updates, L two and L three have been updated over the last eight months. Go check it out. You can get shirts, name badges on the website. Organized play is starting to wake back up in parts of the world. Wizards still hasn't announced whatever their uh, their organized play structure is going to be, and I don't have any sort of indication as what it's going to be. I hope it will be something that doesn't involve like a flowchart to learn. Like, have you seen you've you've seen the 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 organized play where it's like this feeds into this feeds into. I, I you know, this the last group. time I looked at that, I I just decided I was not smart enough to understand it and just moved on with my life. I just gave up. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. just gave up, and I don't don't be don't be that defeated. I I will try again. It just it seemed like it was one of these things where they tried to make so many people happy and have so many different paths to paths to make it that they just made a big confusing jumble that nobody really understands what's going on. Well, right, magic players are notoriously good at just being content with things. Really? No. <laughs> okay. Not even a little bit, no. but. 
No. But yeah, in, in an effort to try to please everybody, sometimes things get way too complicated. And I I would be happy for a return to a more simple, organized play structure, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. For catching up with things, uh, there's the Judge Academy Discord. There's cranialinsertion.com, rulesguru.net for brushing up on rules. You can also go to chat, chat.magicjudges.org slash rules for live questions. Typically, those are questions... I think they come up during people playing MTG on Cockatrice. I, I call it. I call that IRC channel the Cockatrice Rules Engine. Dark Web. Yes, Dark Web. Um, you have for policy. Vincer's Journal is great for seeing what changed for policy, tournament rules, CR. Uh, your favorite podcast, JudgeCast. Not MMA JudgeCast, but JudgeCast. Uh, We'll be dropping Judge Truth Bombs on you from now until forever. Find a mentor. Find someone who can who can be vested in you. And be a mentor. Find someone to be vested in are great ways to stay current. And maybe good take your overweight dog for a two-mile walk in the evenings. <laughs> Let's all get out there and jazzercise, friends. Yeah, jeez. All right, everyone, that's our episode. Join us next time when we talk about modal double-faced cards. Until then, you can send us an email, which is judgecast at gmail.com, or like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at judgecast. Till next time, I'm your host, Samantha Har. I keep it fair. And I'm Brian Frillman, and I keep it fun. See you next time. Thank you so yeah. much. I have been cracking up at that little audio clip he sent back to us from last time where I sound so excited and you're just like, yep. <laughs> what is this? Do you remember in the in the Facebook chat we had going on, he was like, Samma sounds so excited and you sound so grumpy. And it's he, he sent us a little six second audio clip that's just like me being like, yeah, now there's a rule for that. And you're like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember seeing that. Go back in that chat. It, it, I've been cracking up at it because, it, yeah, I want it to be my ringtone. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's it, make, it just really emphasizes your, like, grumpy old manness. It just oh, very pointedly. Brian, I forgot how much of a grumpy old man Sam is all like, you're, this is cool. And you're all like, I'm not impressed. Me... So every set there is at least one copy spells. And now there's a whole mechanic that does it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>